Welcome, and thank you for listening to this episode of Leaps and Bounds. I'm your host, Tom Bash, and I'm thrilled to be bringing you conversations with some of the most successful CEOs, sales leaders, and home improvement professionals. When I started in this industry 20 years ago, tearing off roofs, I had no idea about what went into making a home improvement business successful. Now, having met with thousands of contractors, helping them adopt technology, and watching them grow, I'm excited to invite them on to share what's made them successful, what they're doing today to stay ahead of their competition, and the advice they have for others. On today's episode, I'm joined by Jonathan Moore of NorCal Remodeling. From the UK to the US, Jonathan started his career in the home improvement industry by taking a job with system pavers and climbing his way up the ladder. Several years ago, he ventured off to start his own company and has seen tremendous growth and success. We'll discuss the people, ideas, and beliefs that have helped him along the way and learn about why it's the eagle with the broken wing that he looks to add to the team. We'll also discuss why taking an interest in your employees is so important and how communication makes all the difference. Well, I'm excited to get this show started, so let's go. Hey, Jonathan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, buddy. Appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, I always like to start these shows out by just understanding how you got started. Um, so let me see, uh, I think it was back in about 2007, 2008, I, uh, I interviewed, I was in the UK and I, uh, I flew into the United States, interviewed for a job with a company called uh, System Pavers and uh, they were at a Union City in Northern California and um, short version, I got the job, uh, I began as a sales guy and, um, and then just stepped through all of the sales industry, so started off canvassing, door to door, knocking, all of that jazz. Um, sold paved stones, pool decks, patios, uh, lots of cool, fun stuff. Um, and kind of got a bug for changing people's lives for for the better, you know, giving them an outdoor space that they can kind of drool over and spend lots of fun times with the family. And, um, and then it just progressed through the ranks, really. Um, sales guy to sales manager, sales manager to regional manager, and then, um, uh, yeah, up through to now owning the company. So it's been kind of cool. You came all the way from the UK for a a, a job with uh, System Pavers, is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was on Craigslist. <laughs> funny as hell, I was uh, I was on Craigslist and I saw an ad which said uh, you could earn two hundred thousand uh, dollars, managerial positions available. And I used to be in the British Army, so I was just like, "Well, I've got the whole leadership thing down. That's easy. Let's go apply for that." And the gentleman I met with was a, an awesome guy, and he's a business mentor of mine still today. Um, his name is Bob Coadra, and he's an ex Special Forces U.S. Army Ranger, you know, Sergeant Major. And me and him hit it off like a house on fire. You know, it was instant connection. He knew people I knew. You know, it's just one of those. It was a such a small world. So yeah, so it's been kind of cool. That's awesome. So how long have you been here then? Uh, so 2007 is when I did the interview. So then I moved over in like late 2007. Um, so whatever that is now, uh, 14 years, 15 years, somewhere around there now. Wow. So that was right around the housing crash time, right? So did that affect anything? Yeah, that, that, that was a tough one. <laughs> um, yeah, we had, uh, we had a few moments there where, um, I think it was like a 40% cancellation rate. So I walked into the job and I, you know, I'm, I started off, I mean, I make no bones about it. I was horrible at sales when I first started for the first like four weeks or so. Um, you know, I just, I didn't know enough. I'd not been in the industry. And then obviously the housing market crashes 
and all this big bubble of the tech bubble bursts and i'm like sure door knocking it is right and that's <laughs> just how it went so it was good well it's uh it's great so, so what do you guys do now so i own uh norcal remodeling group um with my business partner steve and um uh we basically remodel homes. That's the easiest way to describe it. Primarily bathrooms, kitchens, fun stuff like that. But um, we have the ability to do indoor and outdoor remodeling. Uh, we primarily focus on bathrooms. Um, we are the Bath Planet dealer for, um, for Northern California, in particular for the Bay Area. So there's lots of other dealers that are out there. Um, we'll call folks as well. And we go visit with homeowners. Uh, obviously, first time close is the gig. And we go in with everything, arms to the teeth, um, fully digitized with Leap, which is kind of cool, to be honest with you. Um, we built out all of the package. I think that's really the thing which has helped us is we didn't just go for a standard package. We went all in, both feet, um, jumped into it. We've been working with Alex. Um, and it's been a really cool time, just to be honest about it, is uh, Alex is a fun guy to work with, you know. Um, I'm not a corporate guy, cut and dry. I like to have fun and enjoy work. So working with him, I've, I've got unique challenges for him, like over the past year of us upgrading the system and just having lots of fun. And he's been able to navigate that. Any challenge I throw at him, he's, he's got it dialed in. So it's been kind of cool, you know? Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've seen some of the things that you guys are working on and uh, it looks amazing. What uh, what would you say your vision is for the company as you go forward? Say over the next you know three to five years or so. Well, right now we're tracking six million as a company. Um, we began obviously with zero, you know. So in the past three years, we've um, we've gone from zero to to six. Um, I've got two new sales reps in training right now. The goal is to build out the teams and just you know the first thing was to make sure that we were streamlined. Um, you know, when you scale a company, you scale the good and the bad equally, um, which or I say equally, but whichever one is prevalent, you're going to scale it. So if we don't have systems in place, if we're not operating effectively and all of that sort of stuff, then as soon as we scale, we scale that those inefficiencies. But if we are structured, efficient, you know, and an effective unit, then we scale all of that in a positive manner. So we've spent the past year, year and a half of really just dialing in all of our stuff from construction to sales to presentations, all of that sort of thing. And, and we're there now, we're ready to, to grow. So I'd like to see the team uh, do 7 million this year. Um, I'd like to see the team jump into 10 million the year after. And ultimately we wanna be doing about $50 million as a team um multiple teams on the ground and see see how far we can get you know so there's lots lots of work to do over the next five to ten years yeah what do you think your biggest obstacle is going to be as you look to achieve those goals sure i think there was two things really is number one was being technologically sound we live in the bay area and everyone's a super geek out here which is great we love that but that means that we need to stay up to up to par if not above par for for all of their needs and wants um so the simplest thing like literally 10 minutes before this um this conversation i had one of my design team members kayla um sent across a docusign with all of the leap stuff done and was calling into jess for a credit card homeowner stoked we just sold a deal you know virtually 
um, bingo, everyone's a winner. So technologically, we've been working on that, as I say, for the past like good year to year and a half of just making sure all of our additional documents are dialed in. We're a completely digitized company from the very front to the very back, all the way from starting a job to closing a job. There's no need to go and print, like, you know, half the Amazon rainforest, that sort of thing. Um, I'd say the next challenge, which is a challenge for everyone in the industry is construction workers. Having good quality construction workers that, that care, um, that are available, you know, minimal go-backs, all of that sort of stuff, um, that's, that's a secondary challenge, which is always going to be there. So we just kind of embrace that one and we're always recruiting. Um, I'm really fortunate that I have a really solid team right now and they're growing. So we, we've put a system in place where I can grow my contractor team and provide them with resumes and provide them with the people that they need and they get them trained. We've also got Bath Planet over in Chicago who um, we fly our guys into, we train them through there as well. So, you know, it's, it's working. My ideal dream would be that I snap my fingers and tomorrow I have 15 crews that can put in the million dollar backlog that we have right now, you know, um, as just a work in progress. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I hear that from a number of different companies that I speak to and, uh, you know, everybody I think is trying to solve that problem. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm going to switch gears here just a little bit. What does your day to day look like? Uh, <laughs> um, I forget where this came from, but I think the, the best way to describe the day to day of a CEO is that you're a, you're a full-time firefighter. <laughs> uh, that just embrace the fact that every day there's going to be a new challenge um, with a homeowner or with a construction aspect and you just have to jump into it, help get it resolved, step back out and monitor the system as well so that the system is moving as it should. Um, I think day-to-day is, is all about the leadership aspect for us of okay, we have design team members that are out on the ground. Are they doing their job correctly? Is my VP of sales on top of that? Yes, great. Okay, now the construction side of it, is that happening correctly? Are our homeowners happy? Is my construction director doing his job correctly and keeping his team motivated and moving forwards? Yes, great. And then we're monitoring things like P&L reports on a bi-weekly basis. You know, we're monitoring marketing on a weekly basis. Um, all of the little pieces of the puzzle from ordering to you know, final inspections with the cities and everything else, um, and just making sure that all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. So I would love to give you the candid, easy answer of, oh, well, at 8 a.m. I start this, and at noon I do this. But truly, it's, uh, it's not the case. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I'm not a CEO, but in my days as a project manager, I would come in at 5 or 6 a.m. because it was the only time that I could get the work done that I needed to do. The rest of the day, I just spent, you know, putting out fires all day. Uh, anyways, looking back, what's something you wish you would have known before you got started? Um, man, if I would have known, um, if I would have had the ability, let's say, to be completely set up on a digital scale um, right from the word go, then that would have saved a ton of money in things like misorders, things like sales reps not conveying and communicating correctly with a homeowner and saying something and not having it on a contract 
Um, that's something that I would have loved to have had 15 years ago, you know, um, that would just be priceless to be honest with you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and how, are, how are you tackling that to, uh, outside of, of leap? I imagine is, is helping out with that, but are there other things that you're doing that help out with that? Um, to be honest with you, I'm going to say no. And, and this is a reason why is we've built leap to such an extent now that my design team members cannot leave the house without everything written down fully and without project scopes being written, like everything. They've, we've turned them into mini general contractors and into mini project managers. Um, and we force them to do it through Leap. So they, if they want to sign a contract, they cannot sign a contract until all the I's are dotted and all of the T's are crossed. Um, which is, as I say, Alex has been monumental in that, in helping us, you know, get through all of those, those pieces. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, I got to ask you, like, what made you decide to venture off and start your own, your own company? Um, I think a few things, right, is, um, you know, over at System Pavers, those guys are great guys. I got a lot of love for them. Uh, Larry Green, Doug Luke, Lane Van Bergen, um, Bob Quadra, you know, just some of the top guys. I got to see what they did, um, and I understood that there's there's money to be made in it. I think that's one of the first things. Um, but there's also a passion behind it where you can really change someone's life for the better and do some really cool stuff. So when I was, uh, well, when I spoke to Bath Planet about being a dealer for them, um, it just, it all just coincided and timed correctly that I was like, all right, um, let's put my money where my mouth is. Um, I know how to lead a team. Uh, I know how to get the company up and running. Um, let's, let's go change some lives. And I, I think that's been a bug of mine ever since I left the British military is like, um, how can I do something which affects people for a positive change um, and, and have fun whilst I'm doing it? But also, you know, if you do something you love, you've got to make money at it, right? So let's actually make some money so that my kids and my family are, are set. You know, I'd, I'd never want for my kids to have the stresses and strains that I had and my mum had when I was younger of, okay, where's the next meal coming from? Where is this happening? You know, financially, I want them to be set in their lives. Um, so I think that was one of the driving forces for, for starting my own company was to affect change in other people, um, build something cool that's tangible and provide for my family at the end of the day. Yeah, those are all, uh, all great reasons. Um, I'm glad that, uh, uh, you know, you were able to do it and, and have been able to find success. I, I hear too many stories of people um, wanting to make that transition and then it not working out for one reason or another. And uh, be curious to know what you think uh, you've done well that's enabled you to, to have success. Um, it's your people. That's truly what it is. It's who you partner with and it's, um, it's the systems. It's not rocket science. Um, you know, for me, I personally believe that within the construction world, you need a business partner um, who is construction minded. Um, and then you need to build your directorship team who are sales minded and construction minded and bridge the gap between them. Um, so 
you know, I, I did, and I'm very grateful. I learned a lot of lessons at System Papers. Um, I've got to see other companies across the country, how they operate, what they do, and kind of pick a hybrid of some of the good things they do and some of the not so good things they do. Um, one of the good things which we push on massively is our culture. Um, and the top three things for any company to start, I would say, is, is these three. Number one is culture. Number two is recruiting. And number three is training. You should always be dealing with those top three um, every single day. You know, that should be on the forefront of your mind. Um, so from a culture perspective, let's say that one of my sales reps messes up on a deal and my project manager goes out to look at that deal. That project manager is never in a million years going to badmouth the sales rep in front of the homeowner and say, I'm really sorry, your sales, me your sales rep messed up. Um, you have to pay this or you have to do this. You have to do that. That's not our culture. All right. Um, we'll have the sales rep made aware of the issue. The homeowner will understand that we have a slight discrepancy. Let me talk with the team and help figure this out for you. And that's, that's how we bridge things. You know, if I have a design team member come into me and say, oh my God, they didn't put the vanity in right. Or, you know, something looks terrible. All right. I'm never in a million years going to go and beat up construction and be like, my God, what are you guys doing? You know, because that's just not cool. All right. So I'll have a chat with construction or my team members will have a chat with construction and say, hey, you know, from an expectation standpoint, this is where we've dropped slightly. Let's change that. And we'll get back in with a homeowner and change that aspect, sometimes without them even realizing. And other times they'll be made aware of it. They'll know that we're there for them. And, and bingo. Um, another piece of the culture aspect is that uh, every single homeowner gets mine and Steve's phone number. And that's our cell phone number. They call us, they talk to us. We make sure that they're 100% happy as best as we can because I think, you know, reality is we've got about 95% happy homeowners. There's always that 5% where someone's dropped the ball and it could be a homeowner's expectations are not met because they're a little uh, off and out there on their expectation of what they want or Perhaps it's that my design team members overemphasized certain areas and construction can't meet their needs. Or perhaps it's actually an installation issue where something just doesn't fit or there's a problem behind a wall, you know, that sort of thing. So we do the best that we can to keep our homeowners 100% happy. Um, but the culture is customer success um, and working together as a solid team. How do you, uh, I'm curious how you address the other two, the recruiting and training. Yeah, sure. So recruiting is consistent. Um, that's the piece of it. Uh, if there's one thing that I've learned throughout all of this is you must maintain a consistent recruiting attitude. Um, even if you have a team of 10 people that are fully stocked, they're A-star players, you know, bingo, I've got the right people. Um, life has a way of just bashing you clear in the jaw and not caring. And that could be the, you know, one of your team members falls sick. Could be that one of your team members gets offered um, a job in, I don't know, Arizona and is like, hey, I'm going to move out with the family. You know, all sorts of different things can happen. Um, so you have to be consistently recruiting. The other thing is you might have 10 people on the team, as I say, who are absolutely awesome, but you need to be consistently recruiting because it could be that you find this one person who you were not looking for 
who turns out to be just an absolute all-star, better than anyone else on the team. And guess what? You make room for that person, you know? Right. Um, bigger right. that. And um, from a training perspective, um, Steve and I, we've put together a full set of video training. Um, it's all online. We have literally scripted everything from the start of an appointment to the end of an appointment. We have standard operating procedures for construction, for sales. Um, all of these structural things are in place so that at any stage, a home, uh, sorry, a sales rep or a uh, construction manager can actually go back to written documents and say, okay, this is how we're going to handle this. This is how we're going to do that. Um, and it's uh, every week we do our sales team meeting. Um, within that sales team meeting, there's, there is no, it's construction versus sales. We have a pro tips section um, in every Thursday meeting. And that Thursday meeting lasts like an hour and a half, roughly. Um, we'll have the design team members. They'll talk about all their successes, how it works for them, what they're doing great. Um, we'll have the construction director. He'll jump in and, and give his pro tips. Hey, guys, we just did this on a job. Here's a pro tip. One, two, three, A, B, C, X, Y, Z, whatever it may be. Um, we never single people out. Uh, we keep it fun, lighthearted, but it's a continuous training event. Um, the other piece of it is there's a mentorship aspect within the team where, you know, some of my team members literally do put a brand new person underneath their wing and show them the ropes, help them out. So you've got two weeks of training, then you've got all of the ownership team um, or the executive level team, I should say, are available on the phone 24-7. And then you've got your own mentor within the team. So the training never dips, which again keeps the culture high and um hey presto you know you you do well so we're we're doing that that's great where, where did uh what resources i guess i should say what resources have helped you out along the way i mean what is what made you get to the point where you you knew how to set up training you knew to do this stuff with recruiting to build a good culture i mean what's helped you uh, uh get to this point so the first thing is, you know, I joined the army cadets at the age of 12. Um, and then I joined the army at 16 and nine months. Um, the spending like eight, nine years in the military was a massive win on culture um, and teamwork, leadership, all of that aspect. So that was a huge help. Um, and from training, I mean, I'm fully qualified as an instructor in a bunch of different fields. So, so that was huge from a military training side of things. My biggest challenge was to transfer that into the civilian world and, and train accordingly. And that's where, you know, people like Bob Quadra, Greg Drelay um, from System Pavers, um, Jeanette Tamraz, and, and those team members, you know, they came in because as a regional manager, I was training design team members up in Northern California but System Pavers had a full um, training team down in Southern California. So it gave me the baseline of, of how to switch across. And what I did was I took their eight-step process that they do, um, baselined it off of that, but with a 10-step process for my, my team, because we are different. The outdoor world versus the indoor world is a little bit of a different beast, you know? Um, but the, 
the heartbeat was there, you know, um, everything from a pre-appointment into a warm-up, all the way through to digital rendering, all the way through to closing the deal, you know. Um, so that's that's something which helped shape the uh, uh, the training manual. Um, to just be real about it, when we do training, um, the week before we start a new team of training, I always go through the training manual and I update it, you know. What do I want to change? What do I want to move? Um, it's not something which is just a one set solid document because just like today on the sales team meeting, you know, one of my team members said something. I was like, aha, uh -huh. yeah, let's try and figure that out and get that into our training manual so that we can help newer team members capitalize on that particular piece of the puzzle, you know? Yep. Um, that's great. What, uh, what do you think has been the key to building a great team for you? Um, I would say, and pardon my French, giving a shit. Um, that's, that's the easiest way to describe it. So sorry about that, folks. But um, you know, that's that's the honesty of it. Uh, you know, you have team members that come to you, and they come to you for a reason. Um, sometimes that reason is open, and you can see it. You know, other times that reason is underlying. Um, we like to hire what we call the eagle with a broken wing. Um, there is nothing better than having a team member come to you and say, hey, listen, you know, I'm in a job. It's okay, but I'm kind of struggling. I'm not, I'm not digging it. I'm not feeling it. And they just need a little bit of extra help, which is fixing that broken wing. Um, and once you fix that broken wing, you earn this, you just earn this bond, which is never broken. Um, and you then just capitalize on that bond. You keep building that bond. You have that connection with them. And every single one of my design team members and construction team members, and even everyone in the company, to be quite frank about it, um, and we're not massive by any means, but they'll pick up the phone and they'll just say hi. Um, again, an easy example is I spoke with a design team member this morning on the way into the office. He picked up the phone. He said, hey, John, you know what? I did great month one. I did okay month two. Month three, I'm having a bit of a struggle, and I think it's because I'm overanalyzing and changing things up. And he shot his pitch at me, and I was like, yes, absolutely, buddy, this and this and this and that. Um, and it was just nice for him to be able to have it on a fresh set of ears that isn't his sales manager um, and say, okay, you know, I like that. Um, and it's good that we, we all speak the same language as well, you know, my... VP of sales will sit there and say exactly the same thing that I will say. We may be five days apart in what we're saying, but it's one consistent message. Um, and it helps build a team, you know? Yeah. I, I love that saying an eagle, an eagle with a broken wing. I like that. Yeah, uh, I, may, I, I may use that at some point. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Absolutely. I mean, everyone has that potential inside of them to do great. Nobody wakes up in the morning and says, okay, I want to be lazy today. I want to be the worst human on the planet. They all wake up and they're like, okay, I want to sell a deal today, or I want to do a great install. Um, and then life happens. So if we're able to help move some of those distractions out of the way, help get rid of the life barrage that happens and keep them focused on the task at hand, and let them be successful and help them soar, well, bingo. Like, now you've got a team member that just earned thousands of dollars, is super happy, is going home to their family and saying, hey, check me out, I'm King Dingling, you know? Right, yeah, no, that's great. Uh, how do you how do you balance the, the the idea of like, 
um, somebody wanting to do a similar path as you, where they're, you know, somebody that that's working for you that, you know, has the idea that they want to step out on their own. How do you, how do you balance that with a team? Um, I love that. So I, I promote that because uh, Richard Branson did a great one. Um, you should give your team members so much that they never want to leave. And I have two team members that came to me and they were like, yeah, I just kind of want to get into this, but I'm thinking about doing real estate and this, this and that. And I was like, absolutely. Real estate license will help you out. And like one of them was like, I want to start my own bakery in maybe five to 10 years. I was like, great. Another one's like, I want to have my own real estate company. I was like, great. You know what? Both of them sacked those ideas and said, nah, listen, I'm happy to work for you. I'm earning great money this works why would i even bother with all of the liabilities the stress the hassle of starting my own company in california when i don't have to like i'm i'm literally getting paid what i want to get paid and i don't have any any problems so i'm like well yeah it works um so give them everything don't be afraid of it run at it like a bull in a china shop with just bags of enthusiasm loads of value it's when you disrespect your team members or you don't provide them value that's when they leave. And that's when they go and set up as a competitor right next door to you. So, yeah. Yeah, I know it's a, it's a, not a big concern, but it, you know, the, the barriers to entry in this industry are relatively low, right? You don't need too much to get started. Um, but, but it does cause a lot of folks that, uh, I think I see it more on the sales side, right? They're, they're, they're good yeah. at what they're doing. They, they're selling well and they want to set up a shop. And, it, you know, unfortunately, I, a lot of them, like I said earlier, don't succeed past, you know, a couple of years. And, uh, but, but you're right. I think taking, uh, an interest in what they're doing and helping them, uh, grow as a person and, and embracing, you know, what they want to do is, is a good idea. Yeah. I mean, it, it helps them, mate, you know, and in the worst case is let's say they did leave and they did go and set up their own company. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll put this in light with system pavers. I could have left system pavers, set up my own paper company, um, right across the road and been a direct competitor for system papers because of the love and the help and everything, the guidance and just the helping me grow as an individual and understanding marketing better and all the rest of the facets. There's no way I'd do that. Like never in a million years, you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So I hand deals to my team members over at system papers. I'm like, Hey, I got this person who needs an install done, you know, off you go. Um, and we do the same for other Bath Planet dealers as well. You know, um, I get calls a lot from the Sacramento region saying, hi, do you guys do blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, yes, we do. You need to speak to so-and-so at the Sacramento branch. Off you go. And, and we just got to hand them over, you know? Yep. No, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, John, before I forget, I was, you know, we'll have to do another episode where we talk about uh, the military. I was in the Marine Corps for four years. Uh, right. So always curious on, you know, some of <laughs> you know, the differences in, in what takes place in other countries, uh, yeah. military. So, uh, fascinating. Um, I wanted to switch gears here real quickly before we, before we wrap up. Um, you know, why do you think that customers choose to choose to go with you? Um, we roll out the red carpet. That's, that's the easiest way to put it. Um, there is maximum communication, which is the biggest downfall of companies, um, out there, especially with construction. You know, it's like going to a dentist chair. Nobody likes to go to the dentist because they're going to get their teeth drilled, right? Especially English folks. And I can say that because I'm English. Um, so, <laughs> you know, so nobody likes to go to the dentist. Well, the same thing happens with your construction team when they have to pick up the phone, 
All right, the same with your sales team. If construction is going bad, a construction worker does not want to pick up the phone and answer a homeowner. And if you embrace that, see the challenges that are there and say, okay, we are not the best at ABC, XYZ right now. And you get that back. Um, again, it comes down to culture. So our culture is, I don't care who made the mistake. I don't care what the mistake is. What I do care about is that we know the mistake, that we find a solution to it and we do our level best to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Um, and then we go overboard on communication with the homeowner and a lot of love for them so that they understand, hey, we're human, made a mistake, we apologize, we'll get it fixed um, and get moving forwards. Um, when you have that communication as a company, your homeowners, um, they're a lot happier. Yeah, communication is the key to a lot of things in life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, uh, got uh, what two more questions here for you, Sue? I wanted to know what you do in your free time, if if you as a business owner, if you have free time. <laughs> you do have free time because you make. Free time. So I'm in my office right now. Uh, my day began at eight o'clock this morning. Um, I've done a whole bunch of stuff this morning already. I have 14 files to go through, which are new projects. By the time I finish that, it should be about three, maybe four o'clock. I have another meeting at one o'clock today as well. Um, but I also have my bicycle in my office. So I will get on my bike after work and go cycle a hundred miles and then drive home and uh, go say hi to the family and the kids and stuff and put them to bed. Um, so yeah, so that's what I do. A um, hundred so, miles in a day? Uh, yeah, so right now, we're, um, I'm doing a race across America and, um, it's starting on June the 15th and the short version of it is it's a little crazy. Um, I'm going to literally solo cycle with a, a full support team for 3000 miles in 12 days or less. And we're going to raise a bunch of money for a company. Um, I say a company, but a nonprofit called open heart kitchen and they are absolute rock stars. Um, just they're literally angels on the planet. It's the easiest way to describe it. We've been partnered with them for a couple of years and they've fed so many people. Um, it's a personal passion of mine and, and Steve's as well, um, just from growing up and not having a great deal. Um, you know, my mum did the best that she could, but uh, there were times where we went hungry. And so for us as a company to be able to give back and do that is great. So when I decided to do Race Across America, I, uh, as a solo rider, um, I said, why don't we just uh, support Open Heart Kitchen as, you know, more than what we do right now. And, um, and yeah, so that's kind of my free time right now is a lot of cycling. Uh, normally, my free time would be more of family and kids stuff, but they're super cool and understand that their dad's about to be an absolute lunatic and cycle across the country. <laughs> Uh, if John, if, if folks listening want to uh, help and support you, how, how can they do that? Um, I can give you guys a link, um, but it is Open Heart Kitchen is the uh, the team, and um, I'll give you a link to to just donate. Um, yeah, as I say, they're, they're superstars. So click the link, donate, and then another piece that you can do is if you go to Jonathan Moore R A A M Jonathan Moore Ram. Um, on Facebook, um, you'll see me go add me and you'll see the link of me uh, cycling across the country. Um, Raceacrossamerica.org is the uh, is the website as well. They've got a live tracking. So you'll see me trying my hardest to pedal at like 
breakneck speeds, but there's some serious pros out there that are just like absolute legends. Um, so I'll probably be somewhere in the middle or the back of the pack, just chilling out, enjoying the sunshine. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know what it's like to just, you know, bike, uh, 20 miles. Uh, uh, I think the most I've done is maybe 40 miles and, oh. uh, I was hurting after that. So <laughs> if that gives you any, any insight into the, into my current shape, but, no, uh, right. Uh, as we wrap up here, uh, the last question I have for you is just, you know, what advice do you have for others, uh, with similar ambition and goals? Um, man, there's, there's a ton, uh, obviously it depends on who you are and what you're doing. Um, I would say reverse engineer it for a start. You know, what is your exit strategy? Where do you want to be? You know, what age do you want to be finishing this career up? You know, um, I turned 40 this year and for me, I would like to say that at 60 years old, I've built the company to such an extent where either my kids can take it over or, or we can hand it down to, you know, Steve's kids, that sort of thing. Um, but we want it to be a sustainable company, which grows each year. Obviously, it's a for-profit company, so it has to be structurally sound to be able to do that. Um, so my advice would be, obviously, go for it because you'd be crazy if you didn't. Um, when you go for it, just dot your I's, cross your T's um, from a construction side first and then from a sales side, because the sales aspect, whilst we say it's easier, um, it's hard to be a 100% commission sales rep, but it is easy to sell the dream. Um, you, want your you want your construction team members to be installing a dream, not a nightmare. Um, and have a business mentor. If you have a business mentor, then that will help you huge. And I'm very lucky to, uh, to have a couple of them. Well, Jonathan, this has been uh, really great, uh, you know, catching up and uh, appreciate uh, all the insight that you gave us. And uh, um, we'll be sure to follow your uh, journey across the country. Thanks, <laughs> I may be watching that just sweating, you know. <laughs> it's 120 degrees in the desert so i start on june the 15th yeah it's gonna be 120 degrees for like three days straight i'll yeah. be i'll be hydrating for you thanks buddy. thanks <laughs> all right jonathan well i appreciate it thanks mate well that'll do it for today's show i truly hope you enjoyed this episode of leaps and bounds if you did be sure to leave us a five-star rating interview and subscribe to the podcast we look forward to bringing you more exclusive conversations with some of the most successful home improvement leaders. If you're interested in learning more about Leap, be sure to check us out at leaptodigital.com or follow us on our social channels. Until next time, see ya.